Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great, great day and a great, um, you're having, you will have a great week ahead. Um, it was a beautiful day today and I hope wherever you are in the world, you are having a great day too. Well, my friends, uh, today is a special episode. Um, I... I saw um, on Amazon um, a link to a book. I was looking for a book and I found something completely different by someone called Ashoka Modi. Okay, uh, Ashoka Modi um, is um, an American, an Indian American, or should I say an Indian who studied in America. Uh, he's written several books. Okay, um, and he studied in one of the big, uh, you know, uh, elite universities in the United States. He's written several books: Euro Tragedy, uh, World Foreign Direct Investment, World Economies, um, and he's written a book: India is Broken. Obviously, it was going to to get to me. I didn't buy the book, but I read a little bit of it uh, that was available, and I was just sick to my stomach. Now, this gentleman, uh, he is studied in the U.S., so he's got the American mentality, and the American mentality is that you have to spit on India and show India as a land of elephants, blah, blah, blah. You look at the negative and, and forget the positive. Now, yes, we have a lot of problems. Should I say India has a lot of problems? There is no two things about it. We wouldn't be what we call as a developing nation, although, you know, we've already developed. We got stolen. Uh, we got kicked in the butt, and then after it's now they're calling us developing. Well, I don't, I don't think so. We're not developing. We're getting back to where we were before. And of course, the same people who stole, who, who robbed us, you know, lock, stock and barrel are the same people who are trying to tell us that we're developing. But that's for a different episode. We've already done part of that. So these Americans, they, they think that they know everything about India and by degrading India, defaming India, that's exactly how they're going to go forward. And then they create this void and then they fill the void with what they want to fill it with. And then they, they suck you in. Uh, and so this gentleman, Mr. Shokamodi, was studied at one of the American universities. I'm not going to take the name, but he's written several books. And one of the books is India is Broken. A people betrayed independence to today. Well... Part of it is not wrong, but the other half is wrong, okay? Because we are cycles, we are currents and waves, we are cyclic. We have to go down for us to come up. After 2,000 years of invasions, fighting, infighting, uh, you know, groups, uh, uh, tribes, uh, kingdoms, nations, fighting, zamindars, invasions, uh, colonialism, all of it, all of it, fighting, fighting, fighting. And then you have socialism. So you don't expect us to change immediately. Okay, we didn't, we didn't, we literally just got out of this mess. I mean, it's, 
we've really got out of this mess. We're starting to get our feet together. We're starting to get our um, energies together, starting to revive. But it's really been in the last decade that we've been able to do this, not before that. Uh, before that, the, the, the socialist Marxists clamped down everything. We're not allowed to talk, not allowed to have an opinion, not allowed to challenge the status quo. And that's why they're screaming democracy is at stake, because their socialism, which... Um, which they think is egalitarian, is absolutely the reverse, is now off the charts. Uh, because socialism didn't work, Marxism didn't work, communism didn't work, neither did all these religions, these Christian, Abrahamic, Islamic religions, they didn't work, they are the garbage bin. And here this is guy things out of nowhere, out of context. You can say India is broken. As of India started, the country, the land started, the civilization started in 1947. Well, this is what flat earth people don't understand. And these are what American universities teach you. Because American universities are all Christian universities based come out of Christianity, where the earth is flat. So when you look at the earth is flat and you look at the, the story of India, of course it's broken. But when you understand that we're cyclic, our energies are cyclic, the planet is cyclic, our energies cycles are, uh, um, are cyclic, we are a vortex, we're going from, we go up and we come down, we, we, we go around in cycles, and the Indian subcontinent is a vortex. And if you don't know what's a vortex, Google it and you'll see what a vortex is. So we are a vortex, a magnetic energy field. So we'll go up and we'll come down. We'll go up and we'll come down. And that is who we are. And slowly by slowly, we are, we are rising up. Of course we're rising up. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to end tomorrow. It doesn't mean the next decade. It's going to take another generation or two to clean our minds, our minds that is... Um, um, Swachh Bharat. Swachh means cleaning our minds and then cleaning. And automatically, as we clean our minds, we take our responsibility. We, we create equal opportunity. And slowly by slowly, we'll rise up. So I'm just going to read a little bit of you what this gentleman wrote. So when Indian leaders, he says, first, I mean, this is the synopsis of it. When Indians, Indian leaders first took control of their government in 1947, they proclaimed the ideals of national unity and secular democracy. Through the first half of the century of nation building, leaders could point to uneven but measurable progress on key goals. After And after the mid 1980s, dire poverty declined for a few decades, inspiring declarations of victory. But today, a vast majority of Indians live in a state of under-unemployment, sorry, uh, underemployment, and are one crisis away from despair. Public goods, health, education, cities, air, water, and judiciary are in a woeful condition. And all good jobs will remain scarce as long as they are part of the case. As the lack of jobs would further undermine democracy, which will further undermine job creation. India is broken provides the most persuasive, accountable, available, and economic catch-22. Challenging the narratives, Ashoka Modi contends that successive force independence leaders, starting with the first Prime Minister, Jawaharlal Nehru, failed to confront India's true economic problems. Seeing easy solutions ahead, um, 
Instead, as the popular frustration grew and corruption in politics became persuasive, India's economic growth uh, relied increasingly on unregulated finance and environmentally destructive construction. The rise of a violent Hindutva has buried all prior norms in civic life and public accountability. Combining statistical data with creative media, um, such as literature, uh, this book is about meditation of is a meditation of interplay between democracy and economic progress. So you see, this gentleman already he's he's already decided that Hindutva's violent means one one means one thing and one thing only. Okay, he's uh, brainwashed. He's been brainwashed in his university, American university, with uh, socialist, liberal, uh, so-called liberal ideologies where you're either good or you're evil. So you go to university and you have the right, the moral authority to attach yourself to everything that is even, although you're cutting corners everywhere, you don't understand the cycles, the currents that form the waves, but you will lambast everything as... um, um, as violent if it doesn't suit you and suit your narrative, and there you go, and then everything everything that you say is positive. So it's it's just I don't even want to buy the book. I I won't even buy the book because I'm I'm just disgusted at just the synopsis of it. That you have to say that India is broken without giving the other side of India. Because we are always negative and positive. We're not only negative and we're not only positive. So you can't always talk about the good without talking of the bad. Yes, we've got problems. What the problems are? How are they created? What were the currents that form our waves? And Hindutva is not violence. Hindutva is a is an intellectual laboratory. It's about understanding every junction in life, making it into an intellectual laboratory, understanding the currents that form our waves, wave after wave after wave, layer after layer. So when we see books like this, India's Broken, you know that people like this are just brainwashed totally, completely, fully, and absolutely indoctrinated with the American way of life, which, you know, will will never solve any problems because the earth is flat and when once you understand this american christian mentality and the mentality of uh abrahamic groups where the earth is where you're either good or you're evil like i said in yesterday's video um, your us versus them oppressor versus oppressed uh yeah absolutely you're gonna have this problem do you expect after 2,000 years of war, invasions, where we had all the money in the world, all the gold in the world, the great civilization. People came here to plunder and loot and go away from the Arabs to the uh, Persians to the Central uh, Asians to the Huns. Do you think that after all that persecution, you're just going to get up one day? No, because what is on the outside is extension of our mentality on the inside. Our mentality is broken. We are broken because we have been traumatized. We've been hurt. We've been um, uh, we've been butchered. We are mentally we have we we are just all over the place, and that's why we need to heal. That's why we need to have these conversations. That's why we need to take our responsibility. But there is so much of work being done and to to raise India up, it is unbelievable. So today we're going to talk about something positive. Um, And and we're going to talk about 
you know, a lot of India, a lot of India that is changing, and this is t grassroots movements taken over by individuals on themselves um, and local government bodies to um, to raise the status quo. So, if people want to write the book about India is broken. Well, you know what? It's an extension of their energy. They are broken. They are brainwashed. They are negative. Good for them. It's an extension of their trauma. If they do not want to see positive and to see the, the negative of the positive of India, well, you know, you can't change someone else. You can change yourself. You can empower yourself with knowledge and you can rise above the status quo and join uh, the journey of, of a better India, of a better Bharat. Um, so one of the great projects that are, that is taking place for all those who don't know is the NMCG project. Um, I will attach a link of it on, on, on um, my Hubhopper page. And you can you can be you can you can take care of you can read it and uh, you can go through it. I'm not going to go through it with you, but it's a project to clean the Ganga. Okay, it's called Namo. Uh, I think it's called Namo Ganga. Uh, Ganga Namo. So Varanasi in Uttar Pradesh is one of the oldest and spiritual cities in the world. It is said that the city of Lord Shiva Varanasi is the gateway to heavens. Situated on the banks of the holy river Ganga, it is the most sought after pilgrimage site for millions of Hindus living in India and abroad. Every day, lakhs of pilgrims and visitors come to the city to take a holy dip into the pious river Ganga. For them, it is one of the most sacred events of, of, the, of their lifetimes, upholding this fate in millions of in holy water of the river Ganga, the national mission for the clean Ganga, NMCG, dutifully took up the onus of cleaning it, clean the solid waste, untreated sewage, and other pollute, pollutants. And I'm reading from this um, from this uh, YouTube video uh, for ANI News. So everyone, please go on to ANI. You'll see this, and the link is on my web page. Uh, it is in the densely populated city of Varanasi. Um, over 300 million liters of sewage is generally generated on a daily basis. Since colonial era, Shahi Nala in Varanasi has remained the main drainage line. It is used to discharge around 35 to 40 MLD of untreated sewage directly in the Ganga. Taking note of this unbated pollution of the river Ganga, NMCG has now closed the 200-year-old drain, drain and diverted it to uh, another Ghat sewage pumping station from where it is further pumped into 140 MLD sewage treatment plant in Dinapur. The sewage is clean and treated as Dinapur uh, sewage uh, pumping station with several clarification processes before its discharge into the river Ganga. Other than Dinapur, the number of STPs and pumping stations are rehabilitated and constructed in Varanasi for the treatment of large sewage and if uh, effluent discharge. 50 uh, MLD STP in Ramna, 10 MLD in Ramnagar, 120 MLD in Goita, 10 MLD in Bhagwapur, as already um, operational in the city. 
boosting the sewage treatment capacity of Varanasi. The newly constructed Namo Ghat by the government is witnessing a large tourist footfall these days. Sculpture of uh, folded hands depicting greetings to the most pious river of the country and has become a main tourist attraction. Apart from several Ganga cleaning projects taken up by the NMCG, a special emphasis is being laid on modernization and renovation of the ghats uh, along the river Ganga. NMCG has rehabilitated as many as 26 ghats in the, in the city of Varanasi. Its visitors seem elated and satisfied with the efforts done by the NMCG in renovation and maintenance of the ghats along with the river Ganga. The famous Ganga Arti on the ghats of Varanasi is a festival to behold. Thousands of tourists and pilgrims crowd the ghats to witness the scene of illumination. Um, so keeping the faith aligned, the NMCG is instrumental in mainstaying the sanctity of the city and the pure, pureness of the Ganga water. So you see, here's one example of the NMCG uh, that is doing since, I think, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure of the time. Uh, they've undertaken this project to clean the Ganga, um, the sewage treatment that goes plants uh, sprung up, the rehabilitation of the rivers and bringing it to um, uh, sustainable levels and they have come up and they have really been successful in do doing so. So that is one of the big projects that are happening in India. Very, very important. Here's another one, my friend. Um, and I'm reading this from Scroll India, uh, scroll.in, and you can take a look at their site. Eco India is um, how reviving ancient tanks in resolving motherized water's woes. Um, so this area um, of Madurai had issues with water. Um, a lot of water uh, drought in, in, in for their farming. Uh, so they they use the ancient methods to revive ancient river tanks, uh, sorry, tanks along the river systems um, in solving the water. And the locals came together themselves to build these ancient tanks again, rehabilitate them and restore them completely, just like in the ancient times. And guess what? Not only were they were successful, their crop farming, um, their, uh, their water for, for living uh, of the people around this area, um, is, is, is incredible. So it's called, uh, um, it's called Madurai, Tamil Nadu's Madurai, uh, was the water bodies in the ancient times were managed historically by local communities before the government took over. Um, so they have gone back to the ancient ways and by going back to the ancient ways, learning from my ancients, we know how we can sustain a better India, a cleaner India, greener India and a India for all. So this is another con way that India is growing. Local communities taking matters into their hands and using the knowledge of our ancients. Um, so we're going to go to another one. Again, uh, this is, is another one. This time it's in Maharashtra. Here's a drought-ridden community in Maratwada. Okay. Uh, it, 
it has a very little irrigation uh, levels. So the average irrigation level in India is around 40%. In Maratwada, it's 1.72%. Um, it's incredible. The amount of drought, uh, the amount of... Um, Problems that it brought uh, to the farmers, the al the um, uh, the alcoholism, the farmer suicides, uh, and the perennial uh, water crisis under the global uh, under under Parli uh, in Parli villages around Maratwada, they were absolutely uh, drought ridden, and the suicides were high, skyrocketing. Like I said, alcoholism was skyrocketing, and it's ridiculous. Farmer after farmers committing suicide, alcoholism. They're fighting, arguing, but nothing could help them until they got together themselves okay with a local social reformer um, they put new rain harvesting facilities in place they took 15 villages around uh, Maratwada uh, around the area of Parli um, and the women of this village fought okay because they were the bearing the brunt of this the women of the uh, uh, women came together to start a Daru Mukt um, Daru Mukt um, concept where they draw off the alcoholic vendors of, of the towns um, and so by removing the uh, alcohol vendors of the town there was no alcohol available for the men the men stopped drinking and uh, the, the, it became a platform for, wo for women to take life in their own hands um so this is 15 villages around Maratwada in the, the Parli area. And they came uh, along with social reformers in that region uh, under the global Parli movement. Okay, uh, They went on to revive a local river, 70 kilometers of the river that flows in that region. Build, they built 162 farm ponds, 52 dams, and people, what is important here is people contributed their own money. Some gave 10 rupees, some gave nothing, some gave, and they collected a lakh and something on four lakhs, I'm not exactly sure how much, but they built all of this themselves. And by building themselves, they were able to heal. They were not only able to revive their drought-ridden communities, stop the alcoholism, stop the suicides they were able to heal and they've risen above the status quo it's doing so well this community uh and this is thanks to the global parley movement um, i'm going to put a link of this into my uh, podcast and you're welcome to take a look at it so this is another program where villagers and people are taking matters in their hands and they are reviving um india completely um and 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 telling the world that no india is not broken my friend india is doing fine um it is getting better and we will get even better with great leadership at the top uh india is getting better and people on the ground are taking their uh, taking their destiny into their own hands so here's another movement uh it is called my dear friends feeding india a um it's a it's an NGO. It's started by a local um, Indian. So feeding India. If you if you have not heard of it, go onto the website feedingindia.org. Um, we know that how much of wastage happens uh, in in India. Um, 
the video says that the largest number of, of um, people who go out hungry in the world are in India. Obviously, we got a 1.4 billion population. 40% of our food is wasted. Can you believe that? 40% of our food is wasted. So not so we think wastage starts in our restaurants. Wastes start in our market in our in from our farms. The farms have to transport all the way into the local mondays, local mondays into the in into the um, you know. Uh, by by train by road and all these perishable foods perish very very easily so what they start with what they end up with is nothing uh, and that is very important to, to say uh, there is no logistical system there's no help and the markets the mondays are absolutely filthy the wastage takes place over there it takes place on the road transporting the, the perishable goods the mondays are full of muck full of dirt and we have to eat this muck um, they lose so much of money um, and then after even even that they, they they don't sell all their products I mean so then it comes to our local markets in in our in our towns and in our small villages and it, it, it there's more wastage than this food sold so sometimes a farmer makes less money he has to shell out money to instead of making money for his food so it is ridiculous. There's no logistics whatsoever. So local people are taking this into their own hands. Um, not only that, um, when it reaches the food and and you brings comes to these big caterers and and stadiums and and weddings, how much of food is eaten and how much of food is thrown out? Why does it go? It goes into the garbage bin. So restaurants, uh, food, uh, you know, weddings, caterers, uh, bigger. Uh, stadiums cooking food and then throwing out in the garbage bin and this is absolutely ridiculous because there's so many people going hungry and so one millennium and and kudos to him um started this it's called feeding india uh they collect food from um they collect food from from these um, from these caterers. They collect food from these uh, people throwing out the uh, from Zomatos. Zomatos helps them. Uh, we, they collect food from. Um, they collect food from these Mondays from uh, that is being thrown out, and they've collected it from all these institutions that are throwing food out, and they're feeding. Uh, it's it's not just to feed the poor, but to solve the crisis of hunger. So just for with simple logistics, they can transfer food from one end to the other end. And the mission is it's a non-profit organization dedicated to eradicating hunger and improving malnutrition in the country. Um, they work towards the mission by supporting large-scale systemic interventions, as well as providing essential food support to unserved, undeserved communities uh, in the form of raw grains or freshly food, cooked food. Uh, Freedom India works uh, with works with on-ground non-profit partners working on education, child uh, maternal uh, malnutrition, and by providing regular meals. So a lot of these people, sometimes the poorer sections of society, don't know what they're eating. They don't know why they're eating. They don't know what the ingredients, what the nutrients are. So they're also taught, uh, they are taught uh, what these nutrients are, what these food products are, how to eat, how to eat different food products, uh, um, and slowly by slowly, 
basic, you know, growing it yourself um, to uh, encourage them. So here is Food India, my Feeding India, my friend, a very important uh, group of people uh, doing great work. So this is just one of the many, many uh, groups on the ground individual groups uh and this is and i'm not talking of big uh big big uh institutions these are individuals and 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 local people forming these communities and in and contributing to a better india so india may india cannot break because currents and waves we don't break we flow. Yes, there are storms. Yes, there are um, there are whirlwinds. Yes, there are uh, you know uh, tsunamis. But there is also calm seas. And when you understand that you're not a flat earth, you are cyclic. You will go up and you will go down. The sun has to descend for the sun to rise. Uh, India's got a huge population of educated people. People who second and third generation educated. And remember, when you're second and third and fourth generation educated now you've got energy below your wings uh you got wind below your wings energy in your in your soul and you're ready to think out of the box you're not going to stay there you're not going to go um and just talk about uh you know uh yes we have to pray yes uh, we have to do this we have to do that we have to church you want solutions you want to be practical and you want the answers right now you're not willing to talk culture just culture you need culture to be practical you need culture to be ever evolving you need culture to be beautiful you need culture to um to solve your problems that's what culture is culture is not a flat earth theory culture is innovative culture is about uh, currents and waves understanding learning every junction and that is what india is it's a huge population but a population that is hardworking, willing to learn population that is exp uh, using the knowledge of our ancestors plus the technology of the modern world it is a great time to be indian it's a great time to go ahead um and it's a great time to be um to be dreaming big and, and laying this foundation for the generations to come. And which whatever way you can do it, any way possible, go and volunteer. And I'm sure, look, you're going to contribute a great deal. It is so healing to volunteer, so, so healing. Uh, there are many institutions that volunteer, uh, have volunteer institutions. And it is, believe me, that instead of buying a cup of tea or coffee or, you know, uh, going clubbing, I'm not saying that it's bad because we all do it. It's part of the passage of life. Uh, but there are other things you can do also. Uh, you know, going to disc once a month and then the next month, you know, and then beyond and in between you you work, um, you know, give eight hours a month, eight hours, just one day a month of volunteering. And you can make such a difference because this is a great country. And, and there's so much of positivity in the air, so much of energy in the air, so much you can do and so much we can do together to resurrect uh, her soul because India has looked after us. Uh, when, we were, we, when we were weak, the, the land, the earth healed us, gave us um, 
the earth gave us the healing us the earth gave us the food she took care of us she held us she healed us and she nourished us now she's gone down a little bit because we've we've used her too much we have overused her we have abused her her bounty and she's going under so it is us us to take that matter in our own hands and it's us to empower her us to resurrect her to heal her to heal her soul that she may rise again and she may show her glory to the planet and to the cosmos and the generations to come might 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 be there uh, waiting for her and and holding her and working with her as our ancestors have and as the generations uh, coming forward will so um, yes uh, india is healing india is on its way india is doing a lot better we have many problems but india is not broken india will never break so all those who think that she's going to go under think again because india is rising india is healing india is going to be uh the future uh, so thank you all once again uh please share my podcast and take a look at the links that i've talked about and you will see we've got a great great uh, future ahead of us cheers and stay safe